Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com. Hey again, thanks for joining us on the Healthy Church Podcast. My name is Drew Klein with Larry Barker here today, and I'm ex- Larry, I'm excited about this, this new topic. You sent me the... Uh, uh, the direction we were going, and uh, honestly, I was I was a little nervous because I felt like you're reading my mail again. This is uh, <laughs> a little too close for comfort. Yeah, well, I think it's all of our mail. Uh, I think it's uh, it hits all of us. I know it did me as I was writing on this and thinking about it and where we've been. We've talked about our peace index, and we've talked about our support challenge matrix, and. Then we talked about discipleship dashboard, and I just was thinking about how overwhelming all of it can be. Yeah, sure. And it's more than any of us can do, Drew. So therefore, it gives us a real uncomfortable feeling of um, we're not capable of pulling this off. Right. It's funny you say that because when the Lord called me back to my home church at Temple Baptist in Little Rock, I thought I was the only one that felt that way. Like, are you kidding yep. me? I can't do this. Everybody else seems like they know they can do it or like they're, they've are they got it figured out, but I don't know what I'm doing, and Lord, you're going to have to do it, you know? Yeah, one pastor, I ran across this quote, and I don't know who it was because he was quoted by somebody else, said, now I was responsible for a ministry, and my insecurities surfaced. In fact, they intensified. Mm-hmm. I wanted to please God and do well. However, I knew I couldn't. I was afraid of people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge job, not only trying to, to uh, you know, connect and stand before people and, and, uh, and, and kind of sort of be that representative for the Lord, um, but also just this heavy weight of I'm going to help lead this church is, is daunting, to say the least. It is. It, I, I think that's a great way of putting it, Drew. I remember my first pastorate and sitting in that little office and thinking, what in the world am I doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, because ministry, it's uh, the calling on our lives is beyond our capabilities. We can't do it without abiding in Him, trusting in Him, leaning on Him. But, you know, when... You're by nature someone who likes to be in charge or who likes to have everything exactly how it's going to be. Uh, boy, that's not pastoring, is it? <laughs> not, not that I've experienced, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's crazy, man. This is this is hitting home for sure. Yeah, Second Corinthians, uh, Paul. I think in chapter 12, verse 9 says it well. He said, therefore, I will gl- most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses mm. so that Christ's power may reside in me. Yeah. And, and Drew, I noticed something about this verse that kind of, you know, uh, jumped out at me. I don't know that 
I'd really seen it before. He says, I will most gladly boast all the more. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, I don't have strengths. Right. He doesn't say, God didn't give me certain giftings. Yeah. What he says, though, is in the weaknesses, I'll glory all that much more because that's when Christ shows up and does great and amazing things. I love that. I absolutely love it because it, it does mean that um, we don't have to be all that, that Christ is all that we need. He is our hope. We, apart from him, we have nothing. Uh, and even in our weaknesses, we have everything because we have him. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And I like also, I, I don't want to suggest today that, oh, just throw away your strengths and don't ever utilize your strengths. But I would say this, we better be careful if we only function out of our strengths. Uh, is it more about us or is it more about him? And so I think it's just something in our prayer life and in our uh, quiet time with him. And, and when we get before him and we detach to spend time alone with him, that we make sure uh, our motives are right and correct, and we're wanting to bring him honor and glory. Yes. I don't, I've, several years ago, I remember thinking to myself, there's no telling what God can do with me, through me, uh, in me, if I can get out of the way. You know, it's I like agree. my biggest obstacle is not something external. It's it's in me. And if we can yeah, get and past are that. are we willing? Yeah, exactly. Are we willing to surrender our strengths and our insecurities to Christ? Yeah. Are we willing to put it all on the altar and, and we say, no, I can't, but he can and uh, willing to trust him and watch him work and do great and mighty things. Right. Right. And, and, yeah. and you can't see it yourself. I think that you, I think we're going to mention this, but you have to have people willing to look into your life and you've got to be open enough to say, Hey, I need to hear what you have to say. What, what am I missing? What are the blind spots that I don't see? I had a conversation this week and I was finding myself saying the same thing. Help, help me see this. Cause either I have a huge lack of awareness <laughs> or, or I'm not seeing it. You know, I, I just, I need you to help me in this regard. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, your good friend, Bill Wellens, and we've mentioned this book before, what mm-hmm. really matters. Yeah. Uh, he states one of the greatest threats, uh, is our unwillingness to face our insecurities mm-hmm. that we ought to be willing to face him. And, and, and I know it scares us because we, we get into this image thing and we get into this, uh, you know, appearance thing. And, and it scares us because we know the expectations very high that we're, we're to have it together all the time, 100% mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. We're never, we, we think, I, I think people aren't most people. I'll say that most people are not as hard on us as we are on ourselves in that area. Uh, because, we think we can never have an off moment, a weak moment. We're never allowed to have a bad day or a bad half a day. And uh, I, don't, I just don't think that's reality. Yeah. Uh, Bill is such a great um, person. He was a mentor for me for, for a long time. And in the residency that I was with him in, one of the ways that he spoke about this is sort of a shadow life that we have and then oh. gold that we have. Like there are, there are good things in our lives, but we have to be honest about the shadow 
figures in our lives that we we sort wow. of hide and uh, we keep we keep under wraps and we don't want to talk about, we don't want to address. But that's what awareness is. We've talked about how huge that term awareness is. And honestly, we can't go any further today even in this if we don't come to a place of awareness. We all have insecurities. We all have shadows and we need to address them and we need to be honest about them. I agree. And Bill states in the book, defensiveness is often their self-protecting response to keep from facing weakness. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. You know, and a few weeks ago, we talked about those three self-preservation questions that just fit in perfect here again. Sure. What are you afraid of losing? And that's an insecurity. It is. You know, I know God's in control. I know God's the giver of all good things above. I know I can trust him. But we all have moments that we're afraid of losing different things. Or what are we trying to hide? Mm -hmm. You know, we're afraid. I mean, here's the funny thing. We're insecure because we're afraid people will find out we're insecure. (laughs) (laughs) That's a crazy maker. It is. And, and, And I know there have been times in my life, you know, I... I said this in a pastor Zoom yesterday, you know, full steam ahead, Larry, fake it till you make it, <laughs> you know, and that's not a good thing. Right. No, and no, no. So what are we trying to hide? And then what are we trying to prove? Mm. And who are we trying to prove it to, you know? And so those are just great, great questions that we've got to think about in this area of our insecurities. Absolutely. No, I think those are great, uh, great awareness uh, things to help us kind of refocus Think about what's mattering most in our ministry, in our lives, our marriages. It's good. I agree. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I was talking to Shelby the other day and I said, and and I won't go into what the item was, but it, I mean, we've been married 43 years. And I said, well, I just hate it that I feel like you might feel like. And then she said, well, it bothers me that you'd even think that I'd feel that way. <laughs> and we just, and I mean, we laughed and, and, and we hugged and, and we just went, well, you know, that's so cool because we were willing to admit, you know, Hey, I've got these feelings. I've got these insecurities. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so we talked about them and, you know, the, in that book, the 100 times leader, they're talking about those Sherpa and, and climbing Mount Everest. And the authors say, what is true with climbing is true with leadership in life. The higher you climb, the harder it gets. And the more you must understand yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a sense of what your limitations are, what your weaknesses are, you're going to die on that mountain, you know? And, and I don't think if we uh, use that same analogy in ministry as we're growing and leading and serving the church, man, if we don't understand what our weaknesses are and what we don't have the strength to do, we're going we're gonna to fail really quickly. It's painful. Yeah, it is. It is, you know, because we all have tendencies and they talk a lot about that because tendencies uh, lead us to certain actions and behaviors and those lead us to certain results. So if we don't address that in the area of insecurities, it's going to come out with a result we don't want because God hardwired all of us certain ways. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, well, you know how introverted I am, you know, I'm just <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. No, that's me. I mean, that's, from, you're you're the ahead. opposite of that. 
Uh, exactly. Uh, but God's wired some extroverted, some introverted. He's wired some task-oriented, some people-oriented. Some people are deep, deep thinkers. Others go more off of their feelings. Uh, some are very slow to decide, while others are very quick to pull the trigger. Yeah. Some are more prone to be overconfident, while others are more prone to be insecure. Mm-hmm. And those are just some things to think about in that area of self-awareness, because our tendencies in life tend to produce the results uh, in our life. So if we want the right results, we've got to think through those tendencies and address them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, is this is another wonderful uh, suggestion or encouragement for real community and connectedness, you know, with people who yes. love you, who understand who you are, who forgive you when you're being that guy or whatever the case may be, because either they help you see what you don't see in those blind spots and give you awareness, or they encourage you where you feel like you don't have enough to make it through. You know, it's like, but if you don't have that connectedness, if you don't have that friend that can really be honest with you, wound you if need be, or encourage you if need be, man, where would we be? That's good stuff right there, Drew, because, you know, when I went into the pastorate, I thought I had to, I thought I had to have all the answers. So therefore, sometimes I gave hasty responses. Yeah, yeah. And then I regretted it. And then I, all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, just because I don't know the answer uh, doesn't mean I can't get the answer. And it also doesn't mean uh, that people think less of me. Matter of fact, I think a lot of times when we go, you know, I'm not sure, but let me find out. I think people respect us even more. Right. Sure. You're willing to say, I'm not, I have no, I have no clue in this. I'm a real person that don't, I don't know it all, you know? And I think when we do that, that does, it draws people to us because it's authentic. So you've been talking about bringing other people in, and I think everybody ought to have a coach, and I think everybody ought to have a mentor. Everybody needs a group of people they're accountable to speaking in their life. And in coaching, there's an acronym that's used a lot called GROW, G-R-O-W. And we're going to talk about it because I think these are some steps. Okay, what insecurities do you have? What goals do you have? What are you seeking to clarify in those areas so that maybe you could move forward? You know, to identify them and and to have somebody to talk to them about it and say, you know, I really want to, um, I've got some goals in this area where I want to grow so I can move better and so I can become more like Christ and I can be the best leader I can possibly be for him. Yeah. But you know, often we don't we don't see goals. We don't see these personal issues as things that keep us from goals. You know what I mean? And I, we were having a conversation, one of my good friends who, who loves me well enough to wound me and help me at times, we were talking this week, and he was saying, you know, I think here's some things that you need to work on in order for us as an organization wow. to get to the next level. And I, I wanted to just sit there and go, I think you're absolutely right. I've been blind to that, and I, I need to, to deal with this. And yeah, I have a, one of my goals is to get to the next level as a church, as an organization, for, to grow. But I didn't see that some of these issues in me would keep me from those goals. 
So wow. I, I think it's so important that yeah, I love I love this acronym and I love the setting goal piece, but I think there's also that awareness of man, it's not just uh, the 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 action points of getting to a goal, but it's the awareness and the stepping back yes. of saying, "Holy Spirit of God, show me what yeah. is going to be hard for me to see." And 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 my tendency is to be defensive. I think Bill was reading my right. mail there when he wrote that little piece <laughs> there, but that is my tendency to go. Oh, that's not me. I don't need you know, but. Sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen and let God speak to us. Which brings us to the R, which the first two are the most important, and that's the reality. Mm. Because what are you needing to work on personally, Mm -hmm. and how will you move forward? And the reality check is painful because it requires honesty and transparency. And here's a huge part of the reality check it requires outside eyes Mm -hmm. because that gives you a new perspective and, and they help you see, am I really assessing this situation correctly? Cause all of us have emotions. Mm -hmm. All of us make mistakes. All of us uh, have uh, preconceived concepts and all of the above. So it's good when we get others around us, go, okay, is it just me? And maybe it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's okay if, if that's what it comes back as. And Absolutely. we can learn from that. And maybe that's the very problem that we, we've got, you know, that's keeping us from growing. Yeah, I love the reality check. Okay, these are my goals. Okay, but is that real? I mean, I remember, you know, we all heard this growing up. You can be whatever you want to be. Well, Drew, that's not actually true. Mm -hmm. I was never going to be a center for a basketball team in the NBA. Yep. It just wasn't going to happen. Not going to happen. happen. No. Yeah. But the reality is there's something for me to do. Sure. And God gave me a, a purpose and a place. So that brings us, if we think about goals, we get a good assessment, evaluation in the area of reality, then what option, What options do we have? And this is actually my favorite, and I think maybe the most important, because I talk to church planners and pastors and ministry people, and when I get them on the phone, I'm talking to them about options. They go, I don't have any options. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> there are no options. Yeah. And I just want to say this to everybody listening. There are always options because of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. There are always options. Uh, But we've all been there. I'm done. I give up. I'm moving on. Or I'll just... I'll just quit trying to accept the status quo. No. Jesus is on his throne. And because he is... There are options. Mm-hmm. And I love talking those options through. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, really? You have no options? And of course, when you're talking to somebody, they almost, well, okay. And then I'll go, okay, well, what are those options? Right. And just think through, okay, I could do this or I could do this. Well, which one of those do you think would be the most Christ honoring? Yeah. Which one of those do you think uh, you can live with yourself? I like even saying this. Whatever you do six months from now, are you going to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I did the best I could with that situation? Right. And I think that's huge. Right. Because what possible courses of action and next steps are available as you trust in the power of God to strengthen you and move you forward? You know, because a lot of our tendencies 
will never change. That is who we are. God hardwired us that way. Now he's doing a work in us and he's promised that he'll complete that work that he began in us. Aren't Mm -hmm. we glad? Amen. Thank the Lord. And then if we have those goals, we get the reality check, we discuss the options, where, what insecurities do we need to address? Where do we need to come clean? What do we need to work on? Then we got to have the will to follow through. You know, what do I do next? And you know, it's no different than the scriptures. You know, what good is uh, observation and interpretation if there isn't application? Yep. And so, you know, not only what is God saying, but what does God want me to do about it? So do we have the will? Do we have the trust, the faith to, to move forward in those areas? And, and just because we clarify our insecurities, that's, that's not enough. Right. Uh, you know, that's kind of like saying, well, I'm quick tempered and that's just the way I am. Yeah. no. The Holy Spirit of God abides in you so that you will bear the fruit of the Spirit as you abide in Him. Yeah. So we have to work on those things. And it's not only what God is showing us, but it's also what He's wanting us to do about it. I don't think until, until you take those action steps of the will, it's not humility. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. You know, I mean, uh, God can show you stuff all the time, but humility is not what you understand of yourself. It's how mm. you present yourself to other people. It's it's Ooh. it's being less, uh, you know, uh, in that regard. So I think this step is the is the point where God says, now you humble yourself to to be honest about the fact that you don't have it all together. You haven't figured it all out, and there are some issues you got to work through. And now that people are going to know about this, that's going to be humbling, and and that's the good place to be. Absolutely. So if you're struggling with insecurities, be open and honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. Place your trust in him and uh, that he'll give you the grace and the strength you need to, pl- to, to press forward in the calling he's uh, placed upon you. I like what you said earlier. I thought I was the only one. Yeah. Well, I want everybody out there to say when you go, man, I'm not capable of carrying out this calling. I want. I just want to say this exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where all of us are, and that's why Paul said, "I would rather glory all the more in my weaknesses." Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway, man, I uh, as I was writing for this, writing this out, thinking it through, I couldn't help but think of Lauren Daigle's song. Mm-hmm. You say, um, and I'd like to to read from it. Uh, she, and, and I didn't realize it drew, I knew she sang it, but I went in, she wrote it too. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, this, yeah, she actually wrote this and, and it says, I keep fighting voices in my say, in my mind. Let me start again. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. I wonder how many pastors, (laughs) how many leaders are saying that to themselves. She goes on. Every single line that tells me I'll never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good stuff. That's and right. of course, the answer is who are you? You're a child of the Most High God, Amen. called and empowered by Him to carry out His mission with the promise 
of his presence and his power in your life. Yes. So if you say you've got insecurities, you're in good company because yep. that's where all of us are. Yes, man. I, I, uh, I, I love that. And I, I just want to refer us also to the John 15 piece. We can do nothing apart yes. from Christ. Not a thing, not yeah, one absolutely. single thing. Man, so good. This yeah. is a good reminder. And I think there's a lot of us. Uh, I was talking with a friend today, literally today, and they said, I don't know that I, I'm enough. They said that exact thing. So I think this is timely for a lot of pastors and leaders. Um, you know what, guys? We're not enough apart from Christ. We need him. And even in our weakness, even in our struggles, even in whatever it is that you're walking through, Christ is enough. You may not be, but he is. And he makes up the difference in us. So thank God for his grace and goodness and kindness to allow us to serve in ministry and uh, do the things that he calls us to. And he fills up all the areas that we are not enough. Praise God. You know, Drew, going back to a couple of things that we've already said on on that very thing is is remembering that we're not and that he shows up in those weaknesses and we can trust him and he has a purpose and he has a reason. And I just love that, that when he shows up and sees us through. Years ago, I remember Shelby and I making a visit and as the person was talking to me, I was so in over my head, Drew. Oh, my. And I was just, God, if you don't help me, mm-hmm. if you don't help me. And when we got out of there, Shelby goes, wow, Larry, that was pretty good. <laughs> and I looked her in the eye and I said, I get no credit. Yeah. Because I was crying out to God and he answered. Mm. And I went, Wow. And I, I mean, he just reminded me of certain scriptures. Mm -hmm. He reminded me of certain biblical principles. And so, man, trust him and he'll show up in those moments. And when we step out in faith and we just go ahead and say, you know, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not sure how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to keep following Christ and honoring, glorifying him. Amen. Amen. Don't lean on your own understanding. But in all your nope. ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your paths. I love that. So, so wonderful. I love that verse. Larry, thanks for today. Thank you for bringing this uh, kind of a difficult uh, topic to really, if you're going to take it seriously and look in the mirror a little bit, uh, this conversation of insecurities. But we have them. We need to acknowledge them. We need to walk in them. And and somehow in the mystery and economy of our great God, he is, he is uh, perfect in them and, and his strength is perfect in that weakness, and, and he'll do more through those weaknesses uh, when we acknowledge them than if we don't. So that's good. Man. Hey, thanks for listening today to the Healthy Church Podcast. We appreciate your time, and we look forward to uh, connecting with you next time right here. God bless you. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast, sponsored by Activate, a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.